Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now today's first story is from the entitled people subreddit from i'm just a neighbor who says parents threw me out as a child and then expected everything from me when my grandparents died don't know why but my post from r slash entitled parents was removed my friend who helped me set up this account repeatedly asked me to post this story and now says it's too good not to place here so fine i'll do this one more time As others may know, I mentioned in my HOA post about how my parents hated me and only loved my sister. This is the story of that. I was born when my mother and father were only 17. It forced both of my parents to drop out of high school and each get a GED so they could find work right away. My father especially was not happy about this because he had dreams of playing football in college and instead he had to work at a gas station. He said to my face many times that I ruined his dream. My mother hardly raised me at all, as she had to work too. They had a cranky old lady next door to watch me most of the time. She wasn't so bad. She gave me more attention than my parents did. My father eventually managed to land a better job as a manager due to his experience running the gas station. It was right after that my mum got pregnant with my sister. I was six when she was born. I wasn't exactly shown much love before that, but once my sister came along, it was made pretty obvious to even my six-year-old self that I was unwanted. The only ones who seemed to care were my paternal grandparents and somewhat my babysitter, and they were more like my parents because they treated me the way a little kid needed to be loved. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment, and as my sister got older, it went from me sharing a bedroom with her to me kicked out of the room entirely. I slept on the couch for two years. I barely had anything to my name other than clothes, school supplies, and an old Game Boy. When I was 10, my parents decided they were going to move away. But this move did not include me. I ended up actually being fine with this, as my grandparents had agreed to take me in. My life was instantly better. I got my own room again, and my grandparents gifted me a brand new N64 in 1996. That Christmas, I got a Game Boy Pocket too. And there were a couple of other kids my age in the neighborhood I got to hang out with. We rode bikes, played video games, shot cans with pellet guns, built forts and got dirty playing in the creek. You know, stuff a normal kid would enjoy. I was finally happy. As time went on, I grew up and eventually moved out. But later moved back in to help my grandparents' house as they were getting old and living off their retirement savings. So some rent money from me went a long way in paying the bills. My grandpa was the kind of person who wanted to build a bomb shelter during the Cold War, but never got around to it. He wanted to volunteer for the military in the 60s, but was turned down due to a medical condition and the fact his eyesight was not great. So he focused on saving whatever he thought he needed. He told me many times it was better to have something and not need it than need it and not have it. 
Our area suffered from numerous power outages in winter due to heavy winds and storms, so having gasoline and propane for heaters and generators was a must. All these saving habits became my own as time went on, because it was better to need this stuff rarely than to not have it at all. Of course, there was the HOA bothering us, but that's its own other story. The problem is, about five years back, my grandma died suddenly, and my grandpa was heartbroken. He also went about a year and a half later. Pretty much everything they owned was well to me. Their savings, their house, their vehicles, their stuff, everything. The old house was long paid off and grandpa knew how to keep up with its maintenance. In fact, after grandma died, he kind of doubled down on renovating the place. He had the roof redone, the house was repainted by us inside and out, and we fixed a lot of little things. Grandpa's neighbor George even came by to help redo the plumbing. Ironically, the HOA was rather happy with these changes because the house didn't look run down anymore. One morning, I was fixing breakfast and my grandpa never came downstairs. You couldn't keep the man from his bacon, so I went to check on him and he wasn't moving. I called 911 and paramedics came, only to tell me he passed in his sleep. My parents made grandpa's funeral a shit show. They didn't bother to show up for grandma's. They were too busy. At grandpa's funeral, they didn't seem to grieve at all. My sister also showed up wearing a brightly colored designer dress, which I wasn't happy about as it was church clothes only function. I noticed my parents repeatedly whispering to each other and glaring at me whenever I looked at them. Come to find out at the will reading that my parents knew they'd been disinherited long ago for their treatment of me, and they thought it was extremely unfair I got everything. They threatened to sue me to contest the will, and I got repeated calls and messages from my father and mother and sister telling me I needed to do the right thing and give my father what was supposed to be his. I told them all to flake off in far more unsavory words. My parents ended up taking me to court to challenge the will, but the judge ruled in my favor after seeing the will and hearing us both out. That wasn't a long drawn out legal battle. The judge even looked at my parents with absolute disgust after seeing the will and hearing about their mistreatment of me in my childhood. He called my father a terrible parent and that my grandparents were right to disown him. My father just hung his head in silence, but he made sure to stop me outside the courtroom and tell me I was always the biggest mistake of his life and that if he could go back in time, he'd make sure I never existed. He should have been a football star and instead he has to wear a name tag for a 9-5. to I told him that mistake or not, grandma and grandpa could see what kind of nasty person he was. I didn't ask to be born, and the only real love I ever got was from my grandparents, and he was no father of mine anymore. I got a few more threatening and harassing phone calls, as well as some letters from my parents, all demanding money among other things. But over time, they just stopped because I completely stonewalled them. Never responded to the emails or letters, and I stayed silent during the phone calls. A few times, I just left the phone sitting on the counter with them ranting till they realized I wasn't listening. Aside from not getting the house or money, my parents seemed particularly irked they could not even get a rise out of me. But I was prepared to go to war against them, and they knew it. So in the end, they just left me alone. From what I know, looking at Facebook in the past decade, my sister tried to get into modeling, got married, had two kids, got divorced, and is currently unhappily working a job she feels is beneath her. My mother currently works retail and is also vocal about her disdain of it. Like my father, she peaked in high school. She was a cheerleader back then and even had her old uniform framed on the wall. My father pretty much had the same job for 25 years. He must be good at it if he's still doing it. 
As for me, well, I'm in my late 30s now and I live pretty much debt-free in a nice neighborhood. I haven't really had a girlfriend since high school and I've had little motivation to ever have another relationship. But loneliness gets to everyone, so maybe I'll try to find someone soon. Not many are in the financial position I'm in at my age. Single, paid off house, two vehicles, and a decent amount in the bank. I guess I could aim to be a stepfather. That might be more my speed. How awful can two people be in one situation? Telling OP that their dreams were ruined because of him. Saying that OP wouldn't exist if it was their choice, etc. If they could go back in time. How just fucking awful is that for OP to, to hear as a child? And I was so glad to read that paragraph, you know, when they did take you to court. I mean, they shouldn't have done that in the first place, but the judge ruled in your favor and basically tore them a new asshole because that's what they deserved. And claiming all this that like you ruined their lives when you, know, you didn't, like you said, you didn't ask to be born. They made these choices. Absolutely disgusting of them. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from the Am I the A-hole subreddit from Plus One Issue, who says, Am I the A-hole for opting out of my best friend's wedding because they didn't invite my girlfriend? My 28 male childhood best friend, Brad, 28 male, is getting married in late May to Vicky, 26 female. A week ago on Easter, I received his wedding invite, which only listed my name, but not my girlfriend, Mary, 28 female. For context, Brad, Mary, and I have known each other since high school. We're in the same friend group. Mary and I live around two hours away from Brad and Vicky. Because Mary is a nurse, she doesn't always have time to visit Brad and Vicky with me, so I go alone most of the time. But when she's able, she had joined me. Mary has met Vicky and seen her around 10 times in the past four years that Vicky is with Brad. Mary and I have been together for six years total, and we do plan on getting engaged and married once we are more financially settled. So I asked Brad if Mary is invited and they just forgot to mention her name, to which he replied that Vicky is very strict about some rules and in order to cut down costs, she's enforcing a no ring, no bring rule for the wedding. So since Mary is just a girlfriend and doesn't have a ring to imply some formality, then she's not invited. I reminded Brad that Mary and I have been together longer than he's with Vicky and that Mary is also his friend, not just my partner. He says he knows and he's tried to talk Vicky out of it, but she's very strict with that. I let it go and I was in a dilemma about whether I should go to the wedding or not because of that. Mary told me she's not happy about the situation, but I should go to avoid more drama. So I called them to tell them I'll attend. Vicky picked up the phone and said she's sorry about making me uncomfortable by not inviting Mary, but these are the rules. I said I respect the rules, but I'm not necessarily happy about it though. She then for some reason started being harsh about how Mary and I are not in a serious enough relationship if after knowing each other for so long and being together for six years we're not engaged yet and joked that after all you never know what tomorrow brings and I could break up with Mary anytime since we haven't shown any signs of true commitment. I confronted her and told her that it's not a place to validate Mary and I's relationship let us really love her to use her dumb rule just to shame and micromanage long-term couples who for whatever reason haven't gotten married yet. I said I'll pass after all and not attend the wedding. She and Brad said I'm disrespecting them and their choices by choosing Mary over their wedding day and I said I don't care. 
keep your rules and I keep my relationship because it's more important than any exclusive rules that only exist in order to shame people. I've been receiving a lot of backlash from other friends for that choice who said I'm an asshole for being so bitter about something so small. But to me, it's not small. They invalidated Mary and our relationship. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ship. Now, I've never experienced it in real life, but I've heard it a couple of times within these stories about this no ring, no bring rule. I find it absolutely insane. Some people are together for life, but choose never to get married. This marriage is just not for them. And I think putting a rule like that on your wedding is just alienating your loved ones around you, your friends and your family who are not engaged yet or choosing not to get married. Surely this should be about, you know, bringing the people that you love the most around you and celebrating your day, not having exclusive rules on who can attend like some fucking VIP list. Maybe I'm missing something there, but Poe Adam says, not the a-hole, what a stupid rule. And stupid in this instance for many specific reasons. First of all, Mary and Brad were in the same high school friend group, so it could easily be argued that she could be invited purely based on being his friend and totally independent of her relationship with you. Second, using marriage as a barometer of commitment is inane. So by bride's logic, if cousin Chad gets drunk in Vegas and marries the girl he's been dating for two weeks, she would get an invite while your girlfriend of six years would not. That's so dumb. To top all this off, you were initially willing to let it go and just come anyhow but then the bride had to double down and insult your relationship to your face. It just sucks. Room needs to step up and be a good friend and tell bride she's being ridiculous. Opie replies saying, I really tried to look past so much stuff and go to the wedding just to honor my friend. I was willing to let go of the fact that Brad didn't even invite Mary, not as my girlfriend, but as his friend. They're friends for God's sake. The fact that she's in a relationship with me now doesn't change the fact that we are friends. But it's like Vicky wanted to rub it in my face about the no ring, no bring thing and how insignificant my relationship with Mary is to her. The darker helmet replies to that and says, I'd bet a hundred bucks that Vicky just doesn't like Mary. And that's the real underlying issue here. When someone comes up with a BS rationale like this, it is usually hiding a darker reason. Professional bus replies to that and says, it's often also to show power and dominance. Weddings are a fantastic time to see what people are made of. There are a few red flags that typically pop up. Many tyrants who override all decisions made by their spouse and don't consider their mate at all. Responsibility shirkers who try to get out of doing any work. Freeloaders who try to get free stuff for minimal effort, whether it. Backstabbers trying to use the occasion to get even for stuff they didn't address in real life. 
typically from families and bridal parties, false witnesses, and people who never intend to stay true to their wedding vows, attention hogs who try to make the process and party all about themselves, etc, etc, etc. I think that comment just covered most of the Reddit stories. <laughs> Username says, not the a-hole. No ring, no bring is really stupid and outdated. Usually comes from A, religion, or B, a feeling of superiority usually rooted in self-consciousness, that your relationship must be better because of a title. Weddings are about celebrating love. A piece of metal or a piece of paper are not necessary for that. And honestly, how Brad deals with this will tell a lot because he just wants to placate his fiance. And this won't be the first or last time because he just wants to placate his fiance. And this won't be the first or last time he doesn't stand up for himself in his relationship. He needs to realize there are consequences to his inaction. She's going to try and force some norms on kids if they have them because she's worried about her image. And one more comment from Catacombs3 who says, not the a-hole and quotes, but to me it's not small. They invalidated Mary and our relationship. And goes on to say, excluding Mary from the wedding was mean, but forgivable. But once Vicky made it clear she disrespects you and your commitment to your long-term relationship, there is no way back. She thinks you are lower than her and feels quite comfortable making that judgment out loud to your face. How can you be friends with someone who has told you that you are less worthy of respect and politeness than them? She will always see you and Mary as her inferiors. Brad is willing to let her treat you that way. He might not like it, but he isn't going to defend you. Once someone has made it clear they do not see you as their equal, there can be no friendship. That is a status divide worse than master slash servant or teacher slash pupil. Vicky probably thinks she is being very gracious by allowing you a seat at the grown-ups table instead of sending you out the back to eat with the kids. Why would you want to support a marriage between two people who do not value you or treat you with dignity? This is not a minor issue. This is a serious misalignment of values. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's crack on with another story. And our next story comes from dryleg9006 and says, Am I the a-hole for not telling my girlfriend that my parents are gay? I'm 25 male. I have two parents. My birth dad, John, who's 48 male. And my other dad, Dwayne, who's 45 male. I call my birth dad, John, dad. And I call my other dad, Dwayne, pops. My birth dad, John, was married to my mum for a few years. Then she left my dad and yeah, ended up divorcing. And now she's somewhere in California. I don't know where or what she's doing. I haven't talked to her in ages. The dad and pops I'm super close with. They are the best parents any child could ask for. I love both of them and they've always been with me. My dad introduced me to pops when I was a little boy and they have told me they were in a relationship. And I was all for it because I had saw my dad become lonely slash sad when he was single. So seeing the fact that my dad loves someone and has a life partner made me super happy. Pops and dad got married and we've been living an amazing life. I'm probably more close to Pops than my own dad, <laughs> due to the fact that Pops is really cool and he's laid back. I love both of them equally and they love me as well, and I'm blessed to have them as parents. For a few months, I've been dating this girl, Bella, who's my age. I thought she's pretty cute and I liked her. So we kicked it and recently she told me, my parents want to meet your parents and want to come over for dinner. I said, sure, I'll tell my family. So yesterday, Friday night, Bella comes in. Pops greets her and says, Come on in, sweetheart. Dinner is ready. She says, You must be Opie's dad. So good to meet you. 
and she shakes his hand and she sees dad come out of the kitchen. He's holding the mac and cheese tray with the mittens and his pudding on the table. Then Bella says, who's he? I said, oh, that's my dad. She said, I thought he's your dad. She's referring to Pops. I said, yeah, that's my Pops and that's my dad. She pulls me to the side and says, I didn't know your parents are gay. Oh my God, why didn't you tell me? I genuinely didn't know why that'd be an issue or so. Because you're dating me, not my parents and all. So it shouldn't matter. But I guess it's a concern for her. Her parents come at the door after they park the car and Bella tells her parents, let's leave, and they left. I told my parents, I'm sorry. And they said, son, don't worry, this is nothing new. And then we all sat down and enjoyed dinner and went to sleep. So, am I the a-hole for not telling? And we're starting the comments with your gal who says, not the a-hole. Did she ever tell you her parents are straight? This is the way. Lonely Spren says, not the a-hole, but perhaps naive. Unfortunately, it's probably better to let a girlfriend know you have two dads so you can weed out the homophobes before you accidentally bring them home for dinner. Willow Kellogg says, not the a-hole, but while this is definitely not a situation that warrants an oh my god, why didn't you tell me reaction with her showing her ass and leaving, disgusting and I hope you've ended things with her. I'm a little confused how you guys were at the point in your relationship where parents meeting parents is happening yet. You haven't had enough conversation about your lives, etc. I would allow your girlfriend to at least connect the dots, i.e. your parents. Is it vital information that you owe a significant other? Absolutely not. Families obviously come in endless compositions. You should never have to slap a disclaimer on anyone's sexuality. Jeez. But parents meeting parents is usually a sign that you're at least entering a pretty serious stage in your relationship. And for that to have never come up in a way is kind of wild. And again, your girlfriend sounds kind of obtuse anyways. Maybe you've mentioned things like, I'm going with dad and pops to the store before and she just thought you were talking about your dad and grandpa or something. I don't know. Definitely not the a-hole though. And one more comment from eBay523 who says not the a-hole. I'm not sure I totally feel like you need to screen people or tell them your parents are gay specifically. I do think it's weird to meet families before you know what that family is like, which would entail knowing that your dads are gay. Did you ever talk about your dads? Did she ever ask anything about your family or childhood? I can't imagine someone meeting my family and them not knowing ABC about my parents, how many siblings I have, their names, etc. Before they meet my family, I'd probably say, my mum is super warm and goofy, her name is Jill. My dad is weird, socially, but the nicest guy, even if he comes off awkward. His name is Paul. My sister Carol and her wife Mary will be there too. To me, it just seems weird and she didn't know anything about two very important people in your life. And if she didn't know that much about you, it makes sense you wouldn't know much about her either. Particularly, what a crappy person she is. Opie says, Same, I genuinely didn't think it had been an issue, because I don't have to go around saying, my parents are gay, just letting you all know. Lol. It's not like a disclaimer, you know. So yeah, you're right. Not sure what her issue was, to be honest. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Okay.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.